It's time for the Refs Sooner Game Day Kickoff Show. Brought to you by Windy Chevrolet. Get the hometown experience in Purcell with Windy Chevrolet. Live from Balfour of Norman in Boyd Street Ventures. Here are your hosts, Mike Steely and Tyler McComas. Let's go. It is a Sooner game day live from Boyd Street Ventures right here in Norman, getting you ready for OU Arkansas State. Coming your way in three hours on ESPN. OU, a 36-point favorite heading into today. Tyler McComas and Mike Steely, I am at Boyd Street Ventures here on Campus Corner. Mike Steely is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner as well. It is the Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show. And if you're out and about making your way towards Campus Corner, making your way towards the game, this is the most uh, practical pregame show around. We've got the pink We Salute Mrs. V t-shirt still available here at Boyd Street Ventures for $20. Bring cash or your uh, Venmo information. But also courtesy of Wendy Chevrolet, if you come by, I'm going to give you one free oil change to Wendy Chevrolet. How about that? Not a bad deal, right? And if you mention at Wendy Chevrolet in Purcell that you heard the ref pregame show, the Wendy Chevrolet pregame show, you're going to get a $20 oil change. That's Wendy Chevy in Purcell, Wendy Chevy Purcell. Mike Steely, it feels so good. The weather outside is fantastic, by the way. But it feels so good for game one, and more than anything, it feels good to be 0-0 zero and zero rather than 6-7. and seven. The longest offseason maybe of our lives is over. Uh, we're about ready to kick this thing off, and it's nice to have a fresh start. Yeah, how good does it feel to just walk on Campus Corner for the uh, first awesome. game of the year? I mean, is that not one of the great feelings of the year? Uh, just to peruse Campus Corner and see everybody getting set up. Uh, this crowd will get much larger down here later, but uh, it's always a joy to come out and cover college football. It really is. And uh, for me, I've been doing this a long time, and there's just nothing better than just Sooner Football Saturday. And we're here, of course, Tyler, at Balfour of Norman, uh, your game day headquarters, and when it comes to uh, drinking your favorite beverage today, you know what? Balfour has got so many options here. You can do it sooner style. They got everything: coffee mugs if you're going to have a beverage early, travel mugs, tumblers, barware, koozies. We've got some ref koozies here today for our uh, listeners as well. So happy to be here with Jerry and the folks here at Balfour of Norman, a Norman institution, and I am so ready. I am so ready. I am ready to get the taste of six and seven out of my yep. mouth and uh, taste something really sweet today. And I know it's Arkansas State, so uh, you know the Sooners going to win this game. The question is by how much. But I'm curious to see some of these new guys out there today and reinforcements who've come in via the portal, you know, via the new class. And uh, let's get Sooner football back rolling in the right direction again. Yeah, um, and, and expectations going into this year for me are Big 12 championship or bust. I, I realize, I, I know they were 6-7 and seven last year, but this is still OU. I still think they're going to be a lot better than last year, and I think that this conference is wide open. But in terms of like expectations among the fan base, and, and let me know if you agree with this or not, I feel like the expectations across the board are maybe as wide as we've seen this in several years. Because most years... Fans go into a season saying, okay, well, at the very least, got to win the Big 12 championship, and I would like to make the college football playoff as well, maybe for me to call this a successful season. 
but you've got some fans picking 12 and 0 because of the schedule, picking 11 and 1 because of the schedule, and they think it's a bounce back year. There's a lot of 10 and twos in there. I think that maybe you picked a nine and three yesterday. There's the pessimistic side of seven to eight wins. I don't remember another year, Mike, where the season predictions amongst this fan base are as spread out as they are going into this year. And I guess that's a product of going six and seven with the first year head coach last year. But a lot of people are kind of all over the board on what they really expect from this team going into the year. Yeah, it's all over the place, no doubt. Now, I did go, I actually went 10 and 2, but somebody asked me on the text line, would you lean more towards 11 and 1 or 9 and 3 with your 10 and 2? And I said, I would lean more to 9 and 3, but I, I did pick 10 and 2 for Oklahoma. I think it's going to be a nice bounce back season, but there's a lot of uncertainty, man. I mean, it was the worst season for the Sooners, obviously, in 25 years. I still think there's a lot of belief out there in Brent Venables. There's a lot of excitement the way they've recruited, uh, what they needed through the portal. Uh, you know, hopefully they got when you look on the interior line with Jacob Lacey and DJ Terry, when you look on the back end with Reggie Pearson Jr., when you w- look on the edge with Rondell Bothroyd and Trace Ford, you just hope if you're a Sooner fan, those guys live up to the expectations. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw a lot. We, uh, we, I know like you guys did yesterday, we got a lot of season uh, record texts yesterday. And I don't think I saw anything less than like, yeah, there are a couple trolls put six and seven again or whatever, but usually uh, nothing worse than eight and four. And I do think this schedule lends itself to a double digit victory regular season. But I'm also a little bit leery, Tyler, because that, you know, the schedule is is uh, is not the most difficult one, but it's almost like people have turned it into, like, they're just playing a bunch of Pop Warner teams outside of Texas, maybe. And, um, you know, I do think there are going to be some challenges on the schedule. You're going to Stillwater for what could be the last ever Bedlam game on the road. You're going to Kansas, and if Daniel stays healthy, they're going to score a lot of points. And, uh, you know, that could be challenging. Uh, you'll have a week after Texas before you have UCF, but you know that Gus Malzahn is going to challenge that defense. You have to go to Provo. Obviously, the Texas game, we know what that's all about. So, again, it is a schedule the Sooners should be able to navigate and I think should be able to get at bottom line nine out of the regular season. But I don't think it's just going to be this cakewalk that some people uh, may think. Yeah, maybe not, especially when the commissioner is outwardly rooting against you in Texas in every single game this year. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. We we, we found that out. We can confirm that. No, I mean, all all valid points, and we've talked about the schedule all all offseason long, but here's the reality of the situation. Whether this schedule is as manageable as we think, it ends up being better, it ends up being worse, this team can't be its own worst enemy like it was last year. I mean, we brought up complimentary football, waiting for this team to play it. So many times last year, um, penalties and terrible situations, just they could, just couldn't get out of their own way a year ago. And I think that they showed a little growth in that cheese it Bowl against Florida State, a game that they probably should have won. But that's the deal, Mike. I mean, whatever the schedule looked like, it's, it's really about OU and having and creating a lot of momentum going into the SEC. Efficiency has to be a very, very, very key word going into this year. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I think this is more on Oklahoma, not who they play. If this Sooner team plays up near the Sooner standard, they'll win 10 games in the regular season. And if they go to Dallas and they take down Texas, last year, I, I know Longhorn fans will never let 
Sooner fans forget about it, just like Sooner fans uh, won't let Texas fans forget about 65 to 13 and 63 to 14, right? But we know what happened there. It was a disaster. The backup quarterback situation was as bad as it has ever been at Oklahoma. But you go there and you win that game. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at, hey, man, all these goals that we uh, that we dream about are right in front of us. But, yeah, the key, as you said, Tyler, is the Sooners in crucial situations last year, third down conversions, fourth down conversions on offense. Uh, Brent said they were soft on defense in the interior, couldn't stop anybody, certainly couldn't stop anybody in crucial situations. You remember that Baylor game uh, at the end. Uh, where, you know, the Sooners just couldn't get a stop. So, yeah, it's about playing more efficient football and uh, not have Brent has talked about Oklahoma beating Oklahoma. So here's Brent earlier in the week talking about, again, mainly for the Sooners, it's about playing a lot more efficient football this year. Part of it, a year ago, you know, we, we couldn't stop anybody. And so there's this cumulative effect, you know, in, in regards to some of those, you know, situations where you you feel like you need to extend a drive and, uh, stay on the field and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't and so that uh, that affects your decision making to me get better on defense which as I said X number of months ago and I've said it multiple times since you know get better on defense what does that mean it means get better on defense all of it so uh, I feel like we've done that uh, just got to get better in in every way both on the field and off the field there you go Brent talking about again uh, more efficient football, uh, you know, playing both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see if they do that this year. You would think second year in the system that they, they should be able to get that done. But, uh, you know, let's see how it starts playing out today. It, everybody, like I said the other day, everybody on the uh, offensive side of the ball is Jim Brown and everybody on the defensive side of the ball is uh, Lawrence Taylor in the preseason. And then uh, sometimes reality hits. And for instance, I am curious to see again with Marcus Major and uh, Tawi Walker, and I know we'll talk more about those guys later, because we've we've talked about those guys in preseasons past. And again, man, it looks really good and making a lot of plays in the uh, preseason. Wow, they love what they're seeing out there. And then it just doesn't translate to the uh, the regular season. For Marcus Major, a lot of that has been due to injury, but. You know, here we go again, Tyler. Those guys getting pumped up in the preseason. Can they live up to the hype? I mean, I, I think that they can. I think Marcus Major is who we're really talking about, right? And um, I, I think that he can live up to the hype and not be the number one running back on the squad because here's how I think it's eventually going to play out. I think Marcus Major's going to get the first carry today. But is he going to get the first carry when this team plays Texas in the Cotton Bowl? That's not where my money's at right now. I think Marcus Major and um, Tawi Walker are definitely going to be featured backs today. Barnes and Sawchuck are going to get carries. I, I guess Sawchuck, if he's able to play today, there's a thought that he could be unavailable. He's been banged up. But at some point, and I don't think it's going to take them very long, I do think Barnes and Sawchuck are going to prevail as the one-two punch that we thought that they were going to be all the way back in January. But, I mean, here's Marcus Major. Here's your chance, man. I mean, you're going to get the first carry of the season, most likely, and this is the best opportunity that he's had to maybe take that position and really create a role for himself. And and I think that he'll have a role definitely here in the first half of the season, but how he plays today, how he plays against SMU and here moving forward is going to go a long way, I think, Mike, 
in determining who's that number three back behind Barnes and Sawchuck. So a lot of people say we can't learn anything from today. I disagree with that. I think we can learn from Marcus Major or Tawi Walker of the two who's going to be a major focal point in the run game moving forward with Barnes and Sawchuck. Yeah, and uh, Parker, I thought, had a really good interview with Tawi Walker. Maybe we can get to that in the next segment. It's about uh, about a minute and a half, but I like what he had to say. And, and to me, again, it's, it's not uh, belittling what those guys have done in the preseason. But remember, Brent used the word availability when he was talking about that. And what that means is clearly you have Javante Barnes coming off a foot injury. Not that he, you know, he hasn't been able to participate. He has certainly some. Uh, but Gavin Sawchuk, we know, has missed some workouts as well. So I, I think those guys are getting the nod because they've had a good preseason. And uh, maybe they're resting up those guys, uh, Javante and Sawchuck, and I think they'll probably carry the ball a couple times today, wouldn't you think? But uh, yeah. maybe they're trying to save the tread on the tires, you know, for some bigger games down the stretch. Now, again, I think they're going to play in this non-conference schedule, but I-, I thought maybe one of the key words there, again, that Brent used was availability, uh, you know, when it came to uh, Marcus Major and Tommy Walker getting that nod. Uh, you know, in, on the depth chart. Yeah. All right. It is the Wendy Chevrolet pregame show live from Campus Corner. I am at Boyd Street Ventures. Be sure to stop by the tailgate party at the Campus Corner offices of Boyd Street Ventures. Sponsored by the rest, popular under-the-radar player of the game. We did that yesterday during the rush. It was a uh, lot of fun. Uh, maybe we'll get back into some of those under-the-radar players or under-the-radar storylines going into today that we discussed. Boyd Street Ventures, Mike is at uh, Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner, and it's the Windy Chevrolet pregame show where you get the hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma, WindyChevyPurcell.com. And courtesy of Windy Chevy, I've got some oil changes right here. And I think, Casey, you about to go over to Balfour of Norman and uh, hand out some free oil changes as well. So your your preference, if, if, if you feel like you could use a free oil change from Wendy Chevrolet and Purcell, drop by either Boyd Street Ventures or Balfour of Norman here on Campus Corner. All right, more pregame OU and Kansas State, or excuse me, OU and Arkansas State coming up next right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show live on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Game Day is here. Year two of the Brent Venables era officially kicking off at 11 a.m. on ESPN. OU and Arkansas State Sooners a heavy and a healthy 36-point favorite today over Arkansas State. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show. I am at Boy Street Ventures here on Campus Corner. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. And uh, not to spoil things too early in the postgame, Mike, but my player of the game today, I think he's going to lead the team in rushing. I think he's the guy that we're going to be talking about at O'Connell's at the postgame show later today. Um, I'm a Tawie Walker fan. I think DeMarco Murray is definitely a Tawie Walker fan. And not that I think he's going to lead the team in rushing at the end of the year. I just, his body type, how low to the ground he is, the linebackers are saying he's the toughest running back to tackle. He's um, he's going to embarrass a couple of people today. I, I think he's going to have a big day on the ground. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. And uh, what was it? I believe it was Jalil Farouk the other day said, uh, you know, it takes uh, everybody on the defensive side of the ball to give it down. So we'll see uh, just how true that is today against Arkansas State because he's going to get a lot of carries. There's no doubt about it. I thought it was really interesting, uh, I, you know, what he had to say when he met with the media earlier this week. 
and uh, our very own Parker Thune had a chance to visit. Here's part of that conversation with Tawi Walker. All right, Tawi, co-starter for the 2023 season. How's that feel given your journey to come here? Feels great, man. It feels great to be here with my team, to walk out on there with my team. Last year was great, uh, soaking it all in with them, learning. It was a learning experience last year, and I feel like I uh, listened well and soaked it, in, soaked it all in and took advantage of my opportunity. So you talk about that learning experience. What do you think is the biggest thing you learned year one on campus that you took with you in a year two? Um, adapting to the fast pace of of this conference. I'm coming from a JUCO, didn't learn too much, didn't play too fast. Um, I learned a lot from Eric Gray. He was a great second coach to me after DeMarco. DeMarco got on me tough. That was the hardest I ever got coached last year. So I had to adapt to that. When I got to adapt to that, uh, just made my play so much better. You, see, you feel like you're seeing the field better? Because obviously you haven't played running back all that long. You came out of high school as a safety. So uh, you feel like you're starting to experience field vision a little bit better than maybe you were a year ago at this time? Yes, well, actually, I played both in high school, but uh, yes, from coming from a JUCO, I didn't just reading all the stuff. I didn't get to get taught from the best, like Demarco Murray. I didn't get taught that at my JUCO, so that's just really a learning. I get to see a whole bunch of stuff, learn from him and Eric Gray. Eric was a pro; he taught me a whole bunch of stuff as well as Demarco. So just learning from them too was great. I think I belonged here since I decided to go junior college. You just have to bet on yourself. Me personally, you just I, you have to always think that you belong wherever you believe you belong. You just have to show show that you're capable. There you go. I like what I hear right there from uh, Tawi Walker, and uh, you can tell he's fired up, excited, and, uh, you know, we started hearing some buzz. We even heard a little bit of buzz last year, and, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, he's made a few plays here and there, but the buzz really kicked up a few more notches this pregame uh, or this uh, fall camp, and, you know, he's going to get his share today. There's no doubt about it. And uh, so you're picking him as your player of the game. Is that right? Yep, 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 yep. I think I picked him yesterday for – I don't think he's going to have, like, 15 carries or anything like that, but like nine carries. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if no running backs get double-digit carries today. I'm thinking, like, nine carries, 106 yards, and, and a couple touchdowns today. I think he's just going to have a couple of highlight reel plays that really kind of set the tone of the day uh, for this run game. So, I, I don't know. I I'm optimistic about it. I still think Barnes and Sawchuck will be your one and two, and, and that's going to win out in the end because they're the most talented running backs you have. But, you know, we just thought that that was a given all the way back in January. And if I would have told you at any point in the offseason, Mike, before the depth chart was released, that Marcus Major or Tawi Walker were the two favorites to, to get the first carry of the season, probably would have gotten laughed at by that because it didn't seem after that cheese it bowl where Sawchuck really emerged and we saw Barnes all last year it just it looked like a definite that that was going to be your one too clearly it was the biggest surprise of the uh, the depth chart release you know and sometimes the uh, depth chart release is kind of boring you get a lot of oars you know, here and there, and you got some of those with this uh, depth chart they put out Tuesday but <laughs> that one was like leaping off the page when you saw that uh and again i think availability is the uh, the word that brent used that kind of tells you what's been going on with uh javante barnes and gavin sawchuk but you know props to marcus major if he can stay healthy he's been a good back when he's been healthy he's been a good back no doubt and uh i'm curious to see uh Tawi walker in action because it sounds they make him out to be like a human bowling ball so yep. we'll see him in action today by the way my man Jerry's out here at Balfour, and you guys, if you know Sooner football and you know Norman, 
you know that Balfour is the place to be for all your Sooner gear, Sooner accessories. Nobody's in the ballpark with Balfour. Your tailgating headquarters also, everything you need to celebrate in Sooner game, paper plates, napkins, barbecue tools, grill covers, serving trays, and more. For the female Sooner fans out there, be sure to look at the new collection of fashion tops from Stuart Simmons and Aaron Andrews. They've got them all here at Balfour of Norman. Your game day headquarters, Gary, uh, you know, Gary was here, said hello earlier to us, loves the ref, listening on the app now. We've had uh, Sooner Co. Wetzel was out here. Uh, Loco Ohio was out here. We've had a lot of people come by and say hello and uh, meet and greet and uh, tell us they love the refs. So we're still here, uh, yeah. and I think people still like us. So, And it's great to meet these uh, some of the uh, texters that, uh, you know, have come out here already. By the way, we also have the free oil changes from Wendy Chevrolet and Purcell out here. Come by and get yours as well. We've got ref koozies, and uh, we just love to come. Uh, we, we'd love for you to come over here and uh, say hello, either at Balfour or over at Boyd Street Ventures. Well, just wait until about, I don't know when he's going to make his way over there, 15, 30. He, he's definitely going to come say, say hi. But when you see Doug Miles in a Rocky Kalmus jersey with the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. patch, already, I'm just telling already, you, it's going to brighten him. your day. Yep. <laughs> I saw him early this morning walking over here. I saw Doug. And uh, Hype Man Harry was over here as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, Harry's already made his presence felt. And uh, saw Hype Man Harry. I saw Douglas uh, Miles early this morning. and. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Sooner Radio crew, Andrew, Stats Kelly, and, of course, Drake. Um, and T. Rowe and Teddy were here. But uh, folks keep rolling out, ladies and gentlemen. Come on by and see us here at Balfour. Hey, um, here, here's just kind of a like a season question for you as we talked about kind of expectations a, a little bit last, last segment. Like, if I were to say what's the big if for Texas, well, I, I actually think the big if for Texas would be quarterback um what's the big if for georgia i might say quarterback as well replacing stetson bennett but when we're looking at ou like what's what's the big if this year and and what i mean by that is what needs to happen what's the biggest question mark of all if this team is you know gonna ride out in the big 12 with a big 12 championship this year what, what immediately comes to mind well, the first thing would be uh, the interior defensive line, and uh, we'll see if they have, uh, you know, some of the guys like Isaiah Coe and uh, uh, Kelly and guys like that who've been around can get better and have gotten better during the offseason. And then some of the newcomers they brought in, Sears, DJ Terry, guys like that. I'm talking about the interior of the defensive line because I think they're going to be good at end. I do. Um, I love Trace Ford. When Trace Ford's healthy, I think he's a menace to quarterbacks. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. Bothroyd has been everything uh, they expected him to be, and he was a man there at Wake Forest in the ACC, one of the be- better edge guys in that conference and really one of the underrated red edge guys in the country. So I would start with the interior of the defensive line. Another thing, man, that is a question mark, not that the Sooners – I think the offensive line is going to be pretty good. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to have a better season than a year ago. Certainly has to make bigger plays on third and fourth down and be more accurate. Put a little uh, loft under some of those uh, long throws. He tends to overthrow those. But kicker. Kicker, to me, is still a big question. And uh, it has been since the burrito curse of Gabe Burkich. 
And I, I am hoping that Sooner kickers don't even eat burritos anymore because it's been that bad. So I would say stay away from the Bell, Bueno. Uh, you know, if you, if you go to a place like Chewy's or El Chico or Tara Amara, just have an enchilada. Don't even mess with a burrito. So that those would be my two would be interior defensive line and uh, kicker. Or Tara Tamara's, as uh, some people have called it before. You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, um, so we had our Under the Radar segment yesterday brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures, which is where I'm at today. And we did Under the Radar players for tomorrow, and we were kind of all across the board. The text line mentioned several players there. But I brought up an Under the Radar storyline for just today. Just today. You're a 36-point favorite. You're expect to handle Arkansas State today. But an under-the-radar storyline is what you just talked about, man. Are they better at kicker today than they were down the stretch of last season? Do they have less touchbacks than they did a year ago? I think Michael Turk led the conference in touchbacks by a wide margin last year. Who's your punt returner? Who's your kick returner? You know, and not that today is going to decide if OU is good or better at kicker or punter or not. But if you go over two today, kicking field goals, you're, you're a little bit more nervous moving forward, right? So, if you want to talk about under the radar storylines going into today, um, I, I want to see I, I want to see Zach Schmidt line up for a 35 yarder from the the right hash or a 42 yarder from the middle of the field, just to kind of get his confidence going into the year. The ending the last year wasn't great. They, um, I mean, we, we've talked about hitting the layups and how they are one play away in so many games of winning. How many missed kicks were they away from changing from that six and seven last year? That, I mean, made kicks at least gives you two more wins than you had a year ago. So it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. And when you talk about close games, the kicking game so often decides those. And, uh, again, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, when you think about moments that uh, where Sooner Magic was carried out, it was usually a big play that led to a big field goal. Keith Jackson and Lincoln. Tim Lasher, though, finishes the job. Uh, you know, the Sooners trail Ohio State in 1977. Reggie Kinlaw gets a fumble. Uh, Oklahoma gets the ball back. But Uwe Von Schaman finishes the job. So, so many times your kicking game obviously decides game. So, let's hope that Zach Schmidt gets it going. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, it is the Winnie Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show live from Boyd Street Ventures. Be sure to stop by the tailgate party at the campus corner offices of Boyd Street Ventures, sponsored by the ref's popular under-the-radar player of the game feature during our show, The Rush. Under the radar, above the crowd. Don't forget about Wendy Chevrolet as well in Purcell. Come by Wendy Chevrolet of Purcell and ask for Jordan or Casey and get $500 off the purchase of any new Chevrolet car, truck, or SUV. Mike is at Balfour of Normont Campus Corner. He'll tell you about uh, everything they have coming up next segment. More OU Arkansas State. We're previewing it next right here on The Ref for the Homeless Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day kickoff show, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans, OU Arkansas State, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Tyler McComas, Mike Steely, I'm at Boyd Street Ventures today. Be sure to stop by Boyd Street Ventures tailgate party on Campus Corner. Come have a beverage and learn about how they are bringing Oklahoma innovation to the world. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. And before we hear from Bob Stoops as to why year two is going to be better, what's going on at Balfour, Mike? 
Everything is happening here at Balfour. Jerry and uh, the guys over here do a great job. If you want Sooner gear, Balfour is the place to be, always has been, always will be. And uh, not only shirts, hoodies, caps, you know, they've got shoes, they have uh, barbecue, you know, anything you need for a Sooner tailgate. They've got the utensils, they've got the napkins, the paper plates. They have everything, grill covers. Uh, ladies, they've got a great selection here as well. Very fashionable stuff from Stuart Simmons and Aaron Andrews. Coffee mugs, anything you desire that you want to know your logo on or you want it to say Sooners, you've got to get it here at Balfour. Uh, locally owned and operated, Jerry and the crew here do a great job. We've been here for years and years and years, and uh, Balfour is a Norman institution. So happy to be here again on Sooner Game Days. And Bob Stoops, look, if you don't want to hear it from me and Mike, I mean, that's that's fine. I think we both believe it's going to be a lot better in year two, but – if you if you would like to believe anyone, Bob Stoops thinks it's going to be a lot better in year two. <laughs> he does, and uh, it's such a great segment when he comes on with you guys on the rush. And I know he was uh, a couple days late this week, but man, was he's always good. But it was great stuff this week, uh, and Bob I thought was at his best. You guys ask him, you know. Uh, why he thinks the Sooners will be better in Brent's second year. And, 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 you know, actually you kind of phrased it, will they be better? And he said yes, and here is his explanation as to why they will be better. It's more stable. Everyone understands what the expectations are. There's continuity that way in, in the coaching staff and, and expectations and the way we work, what our mindset's going to be, what our co- culture is going to be. And that matters. And uh, so, um, you know, there was a lot of upheaval before last year. You, no one can deny that. And that, I don't care what anyone says. That doesn't go away in two months. And they worked through it. And, uh, you know, so now all those tight games or, you know, whatnot, we, we lost a lot of tight games a year ago. And uh, I believe we'll be on the better end of those this year. There you go, Bob Stoops on the uh, rush earlier this week right here on the ref. And uh, I thought it was really cool that Bob went up to support. I saw, you know, most of you, I'm sure, saw the photos of the video of him uh, with his buddy Toby Keith up in uh, Tulsa uh, Thursday night supporting Kevin Wilson in his debut as the head coach of the Golden Hurricane as they beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. So um, that was a cool deal. Yeah, no, it, it was. Um, there's photos. I think our man Travis Davidson took him of he's running out. Kevin Wilson's running out of the tunnel, and uh, Bob Stoops is smiling. He and Toby Keith are there, you know, giving him the thumbs up and all that. So that was that was cool. And as uh, Bob Stoops said on uh, with us on Thursday, it's like, I'm rooting for them to win every single game except one coming up in uh, week three when uh, OU takes on Tulsa. But, no, I – I mean, Bob just listed all all reasons, very valid, as to why it's going to be better in year two. And I, I think everyone, at least today, has started to look past what happened last year. But the facts are, Mike, I mean, th- those mistakes from a year ago can't repeat itself for all the reasons that we've listed with the schedule, with year two, improving the roster, all that. I'm not saying anyone's necessarily going to forget what happened a year ago. But the close games need to turn into wins this year, right? Those mistakes need to 
go away. They got to be better in so many areas that's you know it just you, you don't get a do over this time around if it's if it's not up to par this season. No, and uh, you know I said it a couple times last year. Instead of sooner magic, it was sooner tragic last year. You know it went the other way, and OU fans aren't used to that. But again, uh, and I look back and. Brent's in his first year, and he was a great coordinator at OU. Uh, you know, they ran into some issues towards the end of his tenure at OU as D.C. Uh, with Mike coming back. But then he went to Clemson, won a couple national championships, and was regarded, you know, right there with the best defensive minds in college football. But year one was not a good look for him as a head coach. And I still believe in him, but there were times where they looked a little bit lost over there, getting play calls in late, all that stuff. But, again, it's his first time on the block as the guy in charge of everything. And I think they'll, they've, they've looked at that during the offseason. I, I think they've looked at a lot of things. I've even noticed that Brent's answers to questions are significantly shorter. They're still fairly long, but shorter than they used to be. So I, Brent's the kind of guy that's going to evaluate everything, and I think they'll be in a better situation game day-wise. They've got to be better there, too. I'll tell you something that he said this week that I really liked. Makes me feel a lot better about the defense because, man, we can talk about this team all we want. I think the offense is going to be fine. I know people have their opinions about Dylan Gabriel, and and that's okay, but I think the offense is going to be okay in the end. The offense will be good enough to win a Big 12 Conference Championship. Is the defense going to make a significant jump? Is this going to be a defense that's going to be in the top 40, top 30, top 25 by the end of the year? That's really kind of my main question and with that being the main question i really liked earlier this week mike when he said you know i was involved last year i was i was involved with the game plan and everything i'm going to be way more involved with the defense this year that's what i know that's what got me to this point i am it it sounds like essentially he is going to be in a lot of ways a defensive coordinator maybe not do more than ted roof but he He's got the he's got the ability to override some calls. I, I just I just like Brent saying I was involved last year, but even more this year. Like it, it almost feels like he's going to take back his old job as a defensive coordinator, but also wear the hat as a head coach too. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see him do what Mike Gundy did earlier in his career. Remember when the defense would be out there and Mike Gundy would be over there talking to the offensive guys. People are like, man, Gundy oh, yeah. just ignoring the defense. But why not? I mean, if you are one of the best defensive minds in college football, uh, be as involved as you can. As long as it doesn't hurt your game day execution, uh, you know, getting calls in, managing timeouts, all of that stuff. I also think it's going to be interesting to see, and it's probably a conversation for later, but the Sooners' tempo last year, you know, I don't think it worked to their advantage. And I think they're going to be able to change gears a little more this year and slow it down at times instead of running, you know, uh, those plays in as quickly as possible. They'll still do that, but uh, I do think you're going to see more changes in tempo from Jeff Levy and that side of the ball, too. I, yeah, I mean, there's, if you want to talk about biggest questions of the offense this year, that could be number one. How are they going to balance the tempo and being able to have more? 
game control this year. That, that seriously, that, that might be the number one question of the offense this year. All right, Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day Show. Uh, Wendy Chevrolet, where you get the hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma. WendyChevyPurcell.com. I am at Boyd Street Ventures. Be sure to stop by the tailgate party here on Campus Corner. Come have a beverage and learn how they are bringing Oklahoma innovation to the world. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. We are taking you up until 10 a.m. for the 11 a.m. kickoff of OU and Arkansas State. More to come next right here on The Ref for the homeless Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day kickoff show live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Mike Steely taking you up until 10 a.m. for the 11 a.m. kickoff of OU and Arkansas State. I'm at Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. ton of Sooner fans stopping by. Peyton Vineyard actually got a day off of work today to come by and uh, come high, uh, come by and see us, which is pretty cool. So, uh, Okay, Mike, what is going on at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner? And it is a big recruiting weekend for the Sooners. Unfortunately, you missed out on Dominic McKinley yesterday. But you got a chance here with three-star O-lineman Daniel Akinkumi, four-star edge Danny Okoye, who I guess got hurt in his game last night. Yeah, I saw the tweet last night. Let's hope he's going to be okay. I think there's a good chance you get the commitment from Akinkumi over the weekend. I know he has other visits uh, scheduled, but uh, I think Oklahoma's in good shape there, and I think they're in relatively good shape on Danny Okoye. Yesterday, you kind of felt like, uh, you know, Oklahoma might be able to get a last-minute steal on Dominic McKinley. They had always kind of been in the race, but we had heard a few weeks ago that Texas was leading, that all of a sudden the Sooners were making a big move, and then it became an Oklahoma-Texas A&M battle down the stretch. Unfortunately, the Aggies won out. But, you know, you can still get – you're going to get Nigel Smith this Friday uh, out of Melissa, Texas, highly ranked four-star. Uh, easily a top 75 kid in the country, will be a really good get. You've got a great chance to get a Koye, right? Maybe you flip uh, Winery uh, down the stretch, possibility. But if you get, again, David Stone, Jaden Jackson, Wyatt Gilmore, Nigel Smith, and Danny Okoye in the class, and then, of course, if you somehow flip Winery down the stretch, Missouri Craters or something, then you've got an unbelievable defensive line class. But even... Uh, I, the Sooners are going to end up with a really good defensive line class anyway. It's just a, a matter of who they're going to add to it down the stretch. But here at Balfour, we do have pregame, postgame sponsor, Wendy Chevrolet in Purcell. Thank you to Wendy Chevrolet in Purcell. I've got some coupons right here for a free oil change. Anybody want a free oil change right here? we got some for Wendy Chevrolet. I mean, it's you know how much that can cost you. Come grab a couple. Grab a couple of these, and thank you to our friends at uh, Wendy Chevrolet and Purcell, our pre- and post-game sponsor. We got some super cool kids here. They're all garbed out. I mean, one dude's got the Jordan hat on. The other guy's got the cool OU hat on. They are looking sharp and ready to see the Sooners get a win today. So it's always happening here at Balfour, and Jerry and the crew here are busy, but we have room to see you out here. Come get yourself some Sooner uh, souvenirs, some Sooner sportswear. We've got everything here about four. Yeah, uh, and you're right. They're going to have a good defensive line class, as stacked of a defensive line class as they've had in several years. It's just you need to close on Okoye, and I'm with you. I think OU's going to get Nigel Smith, four-star, top 100 player out of Melissa, Texas, next Friday. 
that one's got to happen. Just you, you got to stack these defensive line classes in the conference that you're going to, right? Like yeah, this year is awesome. Yeah. This year is awesome. You <laughs> finally got that five star, but Mike, it can't just be that you get a few hits this year and then, well, you go back to maybe the the fortunes before next year. It is it is relentless in that conference because you look at what Georgia and Alabama and even LSU are getting on the lines of scrimmage year in and year out. It's got to be a continuous build year in, year out in the SEC. The SEC is as wide open of a league as it's ever been. The SEC looks a lot different today than it did even 10 years ago, but it's still a line of scrimmage league. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And look, you are uh, next year, man, you are moving up to the heavyweight division. Uh, you know, in the Big 12, you've kind of been in the light heavyweight, maybe cruiserweight. I don't know, but you are moving up to a division where you've got Ali Frazier, Foreman, Ken Norton, uh, you know, Larry Holmes, all the great heavyweights of that era. That's who you got to slug it out with, man. So you better uh, get some more David Stones. And the one other encouraging thing is, look, you got to land these guys, always be closing, right? But uh, the Sooners weren't even on the doorstep of a lot of these five-star and high four-star yeah. defensive linemen during the Muleshoe era. And I know that's not a consolation to OU fans, but they're they're doing much better in that regard, and I think they'll continue to be better. And, Parker, they go out and win 10, 11 games this year or more? Then let's see what it looks like. we got about a minute till we hit the top of the hour here. I, I think that there's going to be a blowout in Norman at 11 a.m. today. Um, I also think there's going to be a blowout in Fort Worth today. I know all the hype is around Colorado. They were airing the promos Thursday night for CU and TCU, and 58 seconds of the 60-second promo were all about Dion and Colorado. But I think today in Fort Worth it's going to be all about TCU. I um, I think they easily cover that 21. It's 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 going to look bad. Going to look bad for Dion's debut today. I am not a fan of TCU, but I am less a fan of Dion. He just, I don't know. He bothered me with the Cowboys, the 49ers, Atlanta. I'm just not a fan. So I am hoping the Horned Frogs hang a half a hundred on them. I think they might hang a half a hundred and then some on Colorado today. The uh, CU hype, they got to play. Well, they got to play. Maybe they get to play. Nebraska at home in week two. But, uh, yeah, I I think three wins could be the max for Dion in his first season out there in Boulder. All right, our final hour of the Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show is coming up next. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. I'm at Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner. Final hour of our OU Arkansas State pregame show coming up next right here on The Ref. Final hour, Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Guys, we're getting close. It was a long offseason. It was an off-season talking about six and seven. What's got to be better? Is it going to be better? Oh my gosh, the SEC is coming. They got to be better this upcoming season. Well, we're two hours away from finding out game one, get year two of the Brent Venables era. Let's go. Wendy Chevrolet bringing you our pregame show. We got free oil changes here at Boyd Street Ventures, and be sure to stop by the tailgate party here at the campus corner offices of Boyd Street Ventures, sponsored by the ref's popular under-the-radar player of the game, featured during our show every single Monday and Friday. Under the radar, above the crowd, it's been really fun to uh, finally get to meet JP and James here at uh, Boyd Street Ventures. Butch Jones will be on the opposite sideline today for Arkansas State. A very familiar name and a very familiar face. He was the head coach at Cincinnati, uh, probably most notably the head coach at Tennessee, 
when OU beat the Vols in 2014 in Norman and 2015 in Knoxville. And you'll probably, OU fans will probably remember Butch Jones the most, Mike, because of uh, what he said to Eric Stryker following that 2015 <laughs> win in Knoxville when he yelled, uh, have some class, show some class. I, you as, uh, know what's crazy about that? I didn't remember that until you brought it up this week. And part of that is yeah. I'm getting older and memory's fading, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. But, yeah, Butch Jones uh, brought his Tennessee balls to Norman. And, you know, and that was a great day. I know we've got tailgating back on Lindsay today, but I can st- still remember all the Tennessee fans over there in that area that year. And uh, they were they were pretty cool. The SEC is going to be a different tailgating experience. But, yeah, Butch Jones uh, was not real happy about that, but has uh, taken a couple losses, uh, you know, to the Sooners, at least when he was there at Tennessee. But now with the Arkansas State Red Wolves, and uh, here is Butch Jones earlier this week commenting on starting out the season with a matchup at Oklahoma. Uh, to go on the road and play a football program, on national television, first game out of college game day and uh, playing the University of Oklahoma. It's going to be a great challenge for us. Really good football team, top 25 football team, top 25 football program. Uh, So again, a great challenge, but also a great opportunity for us as well. We only have 11 seniors on our roster. Uh, We're going to have to play an inordinate amount of true freshmen. But again, I like where we're at. Uh, We'll know a little bit more. I mean, when you play a quality opponent like Oklahoma, uh, everything that you do can be exposed. We're going to find out in a hurry just how much progress we've made and what type of progress we need in moving forward. There you go, Butch Jones uh, and Arkansas State, a big underdog today. Tyler, you wouldn't believe how many people uh, I have met that are on our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line today that have come by here at, at Balfour. It's been unbelievable. It has been unbelievable. And all super nice, all saying how much they appreciate and love the ref. And, you know, I thought awesome. we were going away. I guess we're not going away because now. These people don't want us to go away that I've met. We're not going anywhere, by the way. Yeah, so, exa- exactly. It's opposite. cool. Yeah, it's the, uh, the, the app numbers show that uh, I assure you that we're not going away anytime soon. We've sold a uh, ton of pink T-shirts today supporting Julie Venables. Proceeds to that are going to benefit the OU Stevenson Cancer Center, which is awesome. There's going to be a lot of pink T-shirts in the crowd today, which is going to be really cool. I know Brent's felt that, and Brent's really – appreciated that we'll see if they do anything else um here's a guy that just walked in sooner magic for mrs v awesome t-shirt i i love that and it's a pink shirt so same here man a lot of uh loyal members of the ref army have dropped by to say hello which we really really appreciate and yeah man we are uh we, we are about to get this thing underway and, and talking about arkansas state is this the least talented team that ou is going to play all year long they're certainly in that discussion but there's some individual pieces to their team that, you know, are worth mentioning. And, and I think especially when we talk about who OU is going to start at some positions, I'm very comfortable with Woody Washington at one of the corners. But it sounds like Gigi Williams is going to get the start at the other corner. Young player, in-state product. The best part of this Arkansas State team, Mike, is probably two wide receivers they have. One is a transfer from Syracuse who – led uh, led the Orange in, in receiving last year. So if there's anything to really I, I'm not even worry about with Arkansas State, but to note what they do well, it's their wide receivers, their passing game. 
And I think that we're going to see Gentry Williams and Josiah Wagner when he's in the game. I think Arkansas State's probably going to try and test OU deep today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and um, I, I'm not sure that Arkansas State will be able to go on any real long methodical drives. I'm not saying every possession is going to be three and out. But, uh, you know, that's where I think the Sooners are better suited, uh, you know, talent-wise, length-wise, athletically in the secondary. Uh, in, in the linebackers, you know, in the, in the ends, every now and then can be a part of coverage, too. The linebackers certainly are. But, you know, the, the quality of the secondary is not just measured by, hey, we've got Peyton Bowen now, or we have Reggie Pearson Jr. now, or Josiah Wagner has been an unbelievable freshman in camp and is going to be a player for us. It's also about communication, being in the right place at the right time. As Bob Stoops likes to say, execution, you know, all the time. That's what it's all about. So maybe Arkansas State, that, that kind of stuff happens early in the season. You know, where uh, somebody's not in the right place. I do think the Sooners are better suited with more depth and better players in the secondary. But let's see what happens at that other corner spot. Woody Washington's yeah. been pretty solid. I'm not saying Woody Washington is a, is a shutdown corner by any means. He's had his moments. Every corner does. But I think he's a pretty good player. Gentry Williams, uh, we believe, is going to start today. But, you know, they said that battle would go on through the week. Will we see josiah wagner will you see kendall dolby you're going to see them all at some point but yeah i'm, I'm curious to see and, and reggie pearson jr has a reputation man as a as a hard-hitting headhunter he might be another brandon average uh, jerry anderson type back there yeah i um i'm really excited about reggie pearson and just just what i've heard from the scrimmages is he's a type of player that I think this program is needed for quite some time. Not that he's going to be the best player on the defense, but someone at that safety spot that's going to come up and hit someone, you know, like come up and hit someone. And, and whether he jars the ball loose or not, Mike, the, the rules in football have changed, but it's still the same mentality. If you have a safety back there who is going to be super physical against the run, super physical with wide receivers going over the middle, that's in the back of a wide receiver's mind when he know Reggie Pearson is back there headhunting. You know, I mean, it's just it's just an overall factor to the defense. So I'm I'm really excited about Reggie Pearson. I think the safety spot is probably their best uh, position group right now. But I tell you, who's made up a lot of ground based on the scuttlebutt out of training camp, and I did not think that this was going to be the case going into training camp because before I would have said, "What are your three best position groups?" I would have said safety. I would have said running back, and I probably would have said edge. I'm just telling you, and they got to prove it. I get it. But it sounds like offensive line is making a real push here to be a lot better than maybe what we projected mm-hmm. a few months ago. You heard uh, Bob with you guys the other day on the rush. He said, uh, Bill Biedenboe's never happy, and this is the happiest I've ever seen him. Tyler Guyton has a chance to be uh, one of the better OU tackles. Now, we're talking about... Anton Harrison, again, a first-round, late-first-round NFL pick. Wanya Morris went to the league. Uh, They lost Chris Murray on the O-line. But I think they have a chance when you consider both tackles, maybe not early in the year, but maybe by the Cotton Bowl or later, those tackles might be as good or better as what they've had. 
with with obviously uh, Walter Rouse coming in from Stanford and Guyton has a chance to be super special. And Savion Bird is a mean streak and is an animal out there. So he also, I think, will be good. I know people are concerned about McCade Matower. You just have to trust Bill Biedenboe and the coaches, uh, you know, that he's developed. And uh, Andrew Rame, I think, always has been pretty good. He's just got to stay healthy. So, yeah, uh, the O-line, like I, I believe what Bob was saying, that if, uh, well, we've got the clip. Why don't we pull it up? Can we do that? Connor Pasby, if you're back there, it's uh, B. Stoops breaking down some of the position groups, and you'll hear exactly what uh, Bob had to say about the O-line as part of this clip and about uh, Bill Biedenboe. So, Connor, if we have that back there, calling an audible here, uh, we can get this in real quick. Here's what Bob said about some of the position groups and the O-line. Yeah, I believe our offensive line is going to be great. I really do. If Bill Biedenboe's happy, he's never happy. And <laughs> and he's as, he's as happy as I've seen him. So uh, so that's, that's a positive. I believe our running backs are much better than anyone realizes. I believe uh, receiver group is going to be better with, because not just, the, you know, Jalil and Drake returning with experience, but I think, that, like always at Oklahoma, young guys are all of a sudden going to emerge, you know, and show the world what they're able to do. You know, I, I believe Dylan, with another year experience and, and working in, with all these guys together, is going to matter. And I believe our defensive front's going to be stronger and better. But yeah. we got to go see it happen. But uh, I'm optimistic about it. There you go. Good stuff from Bob Stoops on with uh, you and Teddy on the rush earlier this week. And I love the Bill Biedenboe sentiment there. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this is kind of a uh, unique fact heading into today. OU as a program has 99 season opening wins. Today could be the 100th season opening win in program history. I didn't see that until two days ago. But today could be... Season opening win 100, and, uh, well, it better be season opening win 100 against uh, Arkansas State today. Um, the last time Arkansas State played a Big 12 team, Mike, they beat Kansas State 35-31 on September 12th of 2020 when the Big 12 teams played uh, one non-conference game to start the conference slate. So just a couple of interesting factoids for you, but this could be in some ways an historic day, 100th season opening win in program history. Yeah, I did not know that. That's uh, that would be a big deal. So, absolutely, I'm I'm trying to think. Is there a season opener that stands out to you that you remember more than any other? For me, it would be West uh, Virginia. Unfortunately, 2009 uh, BYU. Unfortunately for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was a, what a night that was. Mine was uh, West Virginia, 1982. Uh, Don Nalen was coaching West Virginia. They had a quarterback by the name of Jeff Hostetler who came in, and it was 41-27 West Virginia when it was all over. That was that was a long uh, a long day in the opening game. That would and I was just getting started uh, doing radio and everything, and that was my first game to cover, and it was OU West Virginia. It was not good. So the uh, the pride is walking on Board Street right now, and they have the. Uh, uh, the the Big 12 flags like they've had forever, right? You see it in the uh, pregame routine. It's just kind of a another realization, I guess, Mike, that 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 is a scene that you're used to seeing going to games. Is 
you know, all the Big 12 flags are there before the start of the game while they're, they're doing the pregame routine. Next year, a year from now, when they're walking down Boyd Street, I'm going to see a Georgia flag, a Tennessee flag, an LSU flag, an A&M flag, a Missouri. It's just a, a lot of – this is the final year for college football um, as we know it in a lot of ways. This is kind of a – this is the, the last part of a chapter in the history of OU football, and we start one next year. Just when, when you say it out loud like that, it kind of really hits home just what kind of year this is, this is going to be. If the Sooners win the Big 12 this year, they would exit the Big 12 with 15 Big 12 championships. The rest of the league combined would also have 15 Big 12 championships. So why not? Why not do it? Need need that to happen. Yeah, need that to happen. Uh, Okay, Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day kickoff show. I am at Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. Remember, go to Wendy Chevy in Purcell. Say, hey. I was listening to those guys on the Ref pregame show, and if you do that, you're going to get a $20 oil change. Or you can come by here, and you can get a free oil change, courtesy of Wendy Chevrolet. Would you like a free oil change? He says, heck yes. Who has turned down a free oil change? That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, Wendy Chevrolet, you can get that at here at Boyd Street Ventures or at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. And come by Wendy Chevrolet at Purcell and ask for Jordan or Casey and get $500 off the purchase of any new Chevy, car, truck, or SUV. More OU Arkansas State preview coming up next right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day kickoff show. Live on The Ref, taking you up until 10 a.m., 11 a.m. kickoff. OU and Arkansas State Sooners are a 36-point favorite today over the Red Wolves. When you get the hometown experience, you get it at Wendy Chevrolet. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma, WendyChevyPurcell.com. Free delivery anywhere in Oklahoma. Give Wendy a call, 405 253 2700 and be sure to stop by boyd street ventures uh for the tailgate party their offices right here on campus corner they are the sponsor of our popular under the radar player of the game that we have every single monday and friday featured during the rush under the radar above the crowd okay mike so i think there's a lot of important things that happened this offseason for this football team to be better than they were a year ago when we talked about the offensive line that might be the single biggest thing but something that's under the radar to go with Boyd Street Ventures that I think is very important. You know, going into spring ball, Brent Venables talked about, you know, um, we're really thin at linebacker right now. And if, we, if we're if we suffering injury at backer, we could be in a lot of trouble. I think it is so critical, so critical that Jaron Canick really ran with that other linebacker spot next to Danny Stutzman. There was no or listed next to his name. Jaron Kanick is that other linebacker listed next to Danny Stutzman. I think that this is a great year for him to make some big plays, but also get through some mistakes as well. I think they really like Jaron Kanick. He's got a chance to be a big-time linebacker, and I love that he's emerged as you know one of the starters on the defense. Yeah, Kanick, uh, we've seen his uh, athletic ability. All you had to see, you know, was his highlight tape, high school in Kansas when he ran over like nine guys to score a touchdown. But, you know, he was just pretty much exclusively an offensive guy, but Brent thought he had the skill set to be a great linebacker. And we've seen flashes from him. I thought he played really well against Nebraska last year. He's made some phenomenal plays. Uh, but, you know, learning the defense was something that was probably – challenging for him and look they uh, the first year in that defense it was challenging for a lot of people uh mainly we saw obviously stutzman david aguebu 
and uh, Deshaun White, but Canick got his share of snaps. But uh, when he talked to the media the other day, Jaron Canick said, hey, there is no doubt, man, that I'm learning this defense. He said he feels like he has improved a bunch. It's night and day. You know, last year I was, I was kind of just surviving out there. You know, I'd, I, I was flying around trying to do what I could, but I didn't really have the full mental understanding. But, you know, just this summer and, you know, even through the winter, starting the winter, coming through the summer, just, you know, getting those reps and, and summer reps and just trying to learn and getting the meetings with the linebackers, trying to get a, a mental understanding of it, just has made a huge impact and a huge difference in my game. I mean, the standard is the standard, and, you know, we're, we're all striving for perfection, which we'll never reach. But just like you said, the, the, the whole understanding and, and you know, our, our, our mindset towards attacking and understanding what this guy has and how it helps and just a holistic understanding of the defense has helped us play faster and play more violent, and, you know, we're excited about that. Yeah, and you, uh, if you consider Cheetah, obviously linebacker too, uh, clearly uh, Justin Harrington's had another great camp. He is going to start, but you're going to see a lot of Desan McCullough. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But, uh, you know, some of the other linebackers, Connor Near coming in, Ferris State, but, you know, they like him. Kip Lewis has been good. Kobe McKenzie has been good. Lewis Carter uh, has done some things. So it looks like they are much better suited to play more guys they think can uh, go out there and make some plays for them at linebacker than they were a year ago. That's going to be their guy there at linebacker. And not only is Seth going to be their guy at linebacker, I think he's going to be kind of the importance of the defense, which I think if you asked Brandon during the offseason, he was waiting and wanting that to happen. And I say waiting for that. I, I think Danny really emerged as that guy you know, last year. I think he played his best game ago so um now it's on stuff and now to lead that group at the game group it's an experienced group but i think there's a chance my that could talk about uh, the better record we've seen quite some time in next year yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh i don't know i connor i think i've got a little bit of a bad connection uh, with tyler it's probably got a huge crowd over there like we have here at balfour a lot of sooner fans rolling in but uh, Kanick, again, he's got a chance to be special, and we'll see if he makes that leap this year where you know the, the skill set, the athletic ability, the ability to run sideline to sideline with tremendous speed. Um, you know, will he have, I think, a, a major breakout kind of year? I think he's got that kind of ability. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But um, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be fun. I know uh, Phil Pachotti also hangs out with Danny and Jaron Canick a lot. Seems like that linebacker core, that crew, is pretty uh, uh, enjoys spending time together and having a good time, but they also work really hard. So um, curious to see what kind of game that Jaron Canick has today. I do think you are going to see a lot of guys today. And one thing Brent said during the offseason was, you know, looking back, we should have played more young guys a year ago. Should have played more young guys. Somebody's a, a kid came up, Baker Mayfield Jr., and said down with the horn. So they're learning early. Very impressive. But um, I do think that they're suited to play um, a lot more people who can actually get out there and make plays. Uh, you would think, uh, particularly guys who've done this in the past, Rondell Bothroyd, Trace Ford, Reggie Pearson Jr., Desan McCullough. Um, Again, you look at uh, Desan McCullough, freshman All-American a year ago. I know some people are like, well, how can McCullough 
not have that spot right now for Justin Harrington? Well, a couple reasons. Justin Harrington's been in the system. Justin Harrington has had a really good fall camp. I'm like a lot of you guys when I hear Justin Harrington, all right? I want to see it. I want to see it in real football games, not just preseason camp. I get it. Kind of the same thing goes with Marcus Major. The thing with Marcus Major is we've seen him have some really good games, but the question with him has been health. Harrington has been translating and making plays, you know, in the real season, not just the preseason and in fall camp. So we'll see. But I think with Desai McCullough, he's he's learning a new craft out there is what's going on because McCullough, again, coming off the edge, getting after the quarterback, kind of was playing that position in Indiana where you're fast, you're good, you've got a knack for getting to the quarterback and the, getting into the backfield, go do it. And now he's involved a lot more in coverage. This defense is more complex, asking him to do a few more things. So he's just a little bit maybe behind the curb uh, in comparison to Justin Harrington and where he is at this stage and, you know, um, having a grasp of what the Oklahoma defense is all about. But I don't think they're down on Desan McCullough at all. I think they think he's going to be a real good player. Uh, I think maybe uh, when you tally up all of the uh, all of the snaps at Cheetah at the end of the season, my guess is that McCullough has a chance to have just as many or maybe more. I know Teddy, you know, Teddy's the guy that he's the burning bush I listen to when it comes to uh, well, all things Oklahoma football, but he thinks Harrington has a chance to have an All-American season. All right, uh, we'll hook back up with Tyler over at Boyd Street Ventures. By the way, don't tell anybody. I'm keeping it quiet, but the uh, the queen just uh, walked walked into Balfour. What? Nuh-uh. Patty Gasso. Yeah. Actually, serious? she just left. Huh. Patty Gasso, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I didn't. You know, she looked like out. she was very, very determined, very determined to get, you know, in and out uh, with her stuff. And uh, and I was kind of surprised she, she sort of went by unnoticed. So I didn't want to say, hey, it's Patty Gat, you know. But the queen was here. <laughs> the queen was here. Long live the queen. Okay, Tyler, it sounds like we're all good now. You want to take a quick break? Uh, my uncle coming up next. Is that right? Yeah, I'm uh, interested to see after a six and seven season how Uncle can bounce back. It's been a while since he's gone through a year like last year. Hopefully, the uh, the old man's in good spirits. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff yeah. show again. That's WendyChevyPurcell.com. Free delivery anywhere in Oklahoma. 405-253-2700. That's 405-253-2700. I'm at Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. We'll hear from Steely's uncle. More preview of OU and Arkansas State coming up next right here on The Ref. Center Game Day kickoff show brought to you by Wendy Chevrolet right here on The Ref. Wendy Chevrolet where you get the hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma. WendyChevyPurcell.com. Tyler McComas, Mike Steely. I'm at Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner where a ton of Ref Army members have stopped by and said hello today. Mike is at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. Um, before we hear from your uncle, what's going on over there at Balfour? Man, it is a good crowd in here. Uh, don't tell anybody, but I saw the queen in here a few minutes ago, Patty Gasso, and uh, there was a halo above her, and she was wearing uh, crowns on her head, of course. 
with uh, many luxurious jewels. Uh, but we're out here, and you guys, Balfour of Norman is a Norman institution. It's always been the go-to place for Sooner Sportswear and souvenirs. They have a little bit of everything out here at Balfour for the uh, female Sooner fans out there. Be sure to come by and look at the collection of fashion tops from Stuart Simmons and Aaron Andrews. Uh, Balfour literally has got you covered from head to toe when it comes to Sooner gear, whether it's hats or socks. Check out the Huey brand hats at Balfour. They also have the old standard Corduroy B. Texas hats like Coach Switzer wore back in the day, uh, 1984. They've got everything. I have spent uh, part of the family fortune <laughs> here at Balfour. And uh, I, I don't think there is a single time when I've been here at Balfour that I haven't left with something. So um, we'll see what I bring home today. But, uh, Tyler, you know what Balfour is all about. It's the best. Oh, yeah. And we've got a great crowd out here uh, at uh, Balfour. A lot of people meeting for the first time. I just had a guy walk by and go, good Lord. And he said, I love the way you say that. So there you go. That's for you. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's hear from your uncle. I, I'm actually, I don't know if nervous is the right word. I'm just very kind of on edge as to how he's feeling about things going into year two. Es- especially when he's on with Joe Castiglione. That's you know Josie's so dignified and so professional, and Uncle is so undignified and unprofessional. So it always kind of worries you a little bit, right, when he's on Josie Day. But yeah, he was Tyler. Uh, so here's the exchange, T-Row, my uncle, uh, and uh, Josie from Friday. Uncle, good morning. How are you today? Well, I'm a little bit confused, to be honest with you. Where have you guys been? What happened to 94-7? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> TJ, could you, uh, could you let him know how he can listen? Get the app, uncle. Get the app, uncle, yeah. Well, I was... Flipping around all the channels, and uh, some loudmouth somewhere else said, and I quote, those yardbirds are going away. <laughs> We're still here, Uncle. I guess that ain't true. Not true at all. DJ, happy birthday, baby. Joe C., it's an honor as always. Joe, if I may, I have a few uh, suggestions for realignment. That'll be good. All right, I can't Let's wait to hear it. With, uh, Joe, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. Now, I say, let's just create one big league. Let's get together with the Big Ten. Then we had Notre Dame, Clemson, and Florida State. The Big Ten, those three other teams, plus the SEC, and we call it Football Unlimited. F-U for short. I I can see the logo right now, a giant F-U on a shield with a football. Big time. Let's do it. What's your next idea, Uncle? That's not the cheer you're going to have coming from the stands. I've heard that one before. Here's here's the other idea, T-Row, all right, to split us up. Everybody else plays in the PWA, the Pop Warner Association. And that league can be on Nickelodeon. Okay. So uh, crybabies like Gumby and O-State can play in the Pop Warner Association. We'll roll with Football Unlimited, baby F-U. All right, all right. 
I'm sure Joe's considering that. That's Uncle's that. Uh, version of the premier and relegation. That's right. That's right. The champion. That's right. Nailed it, Joe, as always. All right. Joe, as for the coupe work stuff, all right? couple ideas for you. The Switzer, uh, the Switzer Spritzer. Wine from like Switzer's that. Vineyards in a, in a dash of ginger ale. We also need the peppermint patty. A nice peppermint oh. vodka beverage for Patty Gasso. <laughs> These are actually uh, pretty good. They're in a roll. This Bud's for you is just an ice cold Bud to honor Bud Wilkinson. Wait a minute, they're woke. We can't we can't do that. They're woke. I forgot. Uh, and then finally, the Boiler Baker Maker. That one is self-explanatory. All checks to Uncle Enterprises, LLC. <laughs> Those aren't bad. No, hey, it's a growth brand. You've got to right. be looking at new Switzer markets. Spritzer. I like I like the uncle thinking about how do you expand your reach. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is trying to have something for everybody. Hero as for a prediction for Saturday. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a big red route, baby. Dylan will be dealing. Marcus will be a major factor. Justin will be busting ball carriers. We'll get Bowen going. Panic will cause panic. And in general, we will kick some booty. OU scores 12 TDs plus 12 extra points. That's 84. Plus one field goal. That's 87. Plus one safety. By my math, that's 89. That equals 89 to nothing. OU. Jackson Arnold comes in, throws for 400 yards and five TDs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 89 nothing, Uncle. We got you down. It's an honor, gentlemen. DJ, happy 50th, Joe C. You are the best. I've known the uncle since uh, I got here, so it's my 26th year, so it's good to hear your voice again. See you, uncle. Reunited, and it feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Steely's uncle, 89-0, his official prediction. Jackson Arnold off the bench, 400 yards and five touchdown passes. So we'll That's see. a stat. He is uh, habitually optimistic. There you go. There is there you uh, go. Steely's uncle. My uncle. <laughs> Jackson Arnold's going to. Jackson Arnold's going to be the leader in the uh, Heisman race after today, according to uncle. I mean, who's, uh, who's going to throw five better TDs stats than Jackson Arnold today? Jeez. I know. Well, you know, we'll see. I wonder how much of uh, Jackson Arnold we'll see today. I want to see him get a few reps uh, with the first-team offense. I'd like to see that at least once. I, uh, I, I think we're going to see him in the second quarter, man. And I don't, I don't think we're going to see him in the second quarter like, hey, it's a second one. We have this certain package for Jackson Arnold. Let's throw him in there. I mean, I, I, that could be a possibility. But when I mean that I think that we're going to see him in the second quarter, I think that we're going to see him get a drive in the second quarter. And they had, they had last, even going back to last year, if you'll remember, they would have drives where they would just put a lot of 
true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, a lot of young players in a drive just to see, you know, what what, what it looked like. Uh, maybe they pick up a first down, move the sticks, and the starting offense would come back. I, I just think that Jackson Arnold is going to get at least one entire drive to himself in the first half. I think, one, he's that talented, too. Mike, it's just such a unique situation in just such a unique year. There's too much incentive. There's too much incentive. You've got to get him ready to play for the first year in the SEC. If OU is going to be in the Big 12 next year, are we talking about Jackson Arnold getting an entire series, maybe a game? I don't necessarily think so. I think a lot of this is because, and don't get me wrong, Jackson Arnold's a really good player, but I think a lot of this urgency to get him in is because he's your guy heading into the SEC next year. Yeah, 100%, and uh, it was it was a little bit, you know, uh, when Brent came out at the press conference and said, we know that Dylan's not going to be back next year, and uh, Dylan Gabriel, you know, if he has a great year, he'll he'll get drafted or at least be a free agent, but if he has a really good year, he will be drafted in the later rounds. We'll have to and But, yeah. You've got to get Jackson Arnold ready to go, man. You've got to get him some uh, significant snaps in, uh, you know, and, and not just in mop-up time if you're up 49-6 to six today or something in uh, late in the third quarter. Uh, they're aware of what's ahead, and they're aware they've got a really good potential superstar quarterback in, in Jackson Arnold, but you've got to get him. You've got to get him some meaningful game experience this year, as meaningful as it can be. Yeah, meaningful game experience. Like you said, it's not just turning and handing the ball off late in the game. Jackson Arnold's in the game. He's he's going to be throwing the ball. He, he's going to be working the offense, getting him as ready as possible uh, for, for next year in the SEC. I, I think it's, it's a big, big part of this season. All right, final segment of our pregame coverage. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show is coming up next. A reminder, Wendy Chevrolet and Purcell, free delivery anywhere in the state of Oklahoma. 405-253-2700. That's 405-253-2700. We'll give you a final score coming up next. Will the Sooners cover the 36? We'll tell you that. Look at some games across the country and more. Right here on The Ref, we're the home of Sooner fans. Final segment, Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show. Live on The Ref, we're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Mike Steely taking you up until 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Year two of the Brent Venables era officially begins. It's OU and Arkansas State. Sooners a 36-point favorite. That game's coming your way on ESPN. Uh, my early week feel, Mike, was OU 52, Arkansas State 10. My midweek feel was OU 52, Arkansas State 10. And my Saturday one hour before kickoff feel is indeed OU 52, Arkansas State 10. I think Tawi Walker is the star of the day with a couple of touchdowns. Arkansas State's going to play a lot of transfers. They're also going to play a lot of freshmen who they ain't ready to tackle a body like Tawi Walker is. I can assure you of that. I think Dylan Gabriel has a solid day. I think he does what he needs to do, which is just hit the layups. Um, defensively, they come up with a couple of turnovers. Just what we're looking for today, I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect. There is going to be some some penalties here and there, some procedure stuff. But I think overall it's going to be a good day. We're happy about the end results. OU wins, and they cover the 36 with a 52-10 win. What say you? That's problematic because I had written down here 52-10. to 10. 
So I will go. I think the Sooners cover. So I will up you four more points and go 56 to 10. Because I was thinking, should I go 49-10? No. I, you know, I, I... so I'll go 56-10, but I had written down 52-10, to 10, so great minds think alike. But uh, can't wait to see, you know, how much of a measuring stick will this be. Not much of one, but at least uh, you get to see a lot of these new guys today. Hopefully you'll get to see a lot of Jackson Arnold today. Um, so I'm just fired up. Can't wait. The Bart Scott approach. Can't wait. Even though it's Arkansas State, yeah. still can't wait. Can't wait, man. It's um, it's a big year. It's an important year for a lot of reasons. You want to go out on top on this conference, and so everyone can boo Brett Yormark in early December. I just, it's, you know, what's coming soon. So it's a it's a big year to have some momentum. Anything less than ten wins, I, I think that that's a that's a disappointment. Luckily, I think that they're going to win ten plus games coming up this year. What what's the uh, what's the number today defensively though? Like what do what does OU need to keep it under for you to be happy? Is it 10? Is it 13? Is it 17? Is it 20? As OU Architect walks in, how about that? Now it's a game day that OU I mean, Architect's here. But what's what's the number for, for you defensively? For, for, for me to really be happy, it would be 10 or uh, below 10. For me to be, uh, you know, uh, give him a B, uh, you know, 14 or under, you know. Uh, anything beyond 14, I'm not real happy with. And again, it all, it always depends on how it unfolds. Uh, you know, is it, uh, does the offense, you know, turn it over deep in their own territory and Arkansas State has to go eight yards or something like that. So it just depends on how it plays out. But, uh, I think an A is 10 or below. And yeah. for me, a B would be 14 or below. And anything above that is, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's, a, that's probably where I'm at, letter grade-wise, if, if you want to do it that way. I, I think that's very fair. Um, I don't think that we're going to be doing the post-game show at O'Connell's in a few hours and talking about who emerged as the number one wide receiver. We have the answer. Uh, insert wide receiver here is your number one wide receiver. We saw it today. But I am excited to see maybe more than any other position group what the wide receiver position looks like. They've been raving about Gavin Freeman all offseason. Um, what does he look Does he look a little bit faster today? Do they use him on some go balls? I want to see Andrew Anthony deep down the field. Again, I don't think that we'll find out who the number one wide receiver is. We may not find that answer out for a few weeks. Maybe they don't have a true number one wide receiver this year. I think that's on the table. But just to see these wide receivers and how many wide receivers they're going to play this year, I think is um, it's it's a it's a very exciting element to this day for sure. You know, I I'm curious to see Andrew Anthony as well, but also uh, Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson and Jacquez Petaway, and a name that we haven't brought up once today, um, Austin Stogner, returning yeah. back to the Sooners. Can he become the Austin Stogner that we saw before he really got uh, injured and sick? When he was a he was a go-to guy for a while, so uh, Austin Stogner's return could be interesting today too. I think he's going to have a nice year. Yeah, I, um, I, Andrew Anthony this is who I've settled on has settled on. I, I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver just because I think we've seen in the past that whoever emerges as the deep threat, uh, a lot of times ends up being your number one wide receiver. So that's uh, that's where I'm at.
I think Andrew Anthony is wide receiver number one. All right, we appreciate Wendy Chevrolet and their supports of our Sooner Game Day kickoff show. Again, we appreciate Boyd Street Ventures for having us out. And, of course, the place where we've been for Sooner pregame shows for over two decades now, Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. Just over one hour away until kickoff. Oh, the nerves. You finally get to see this team in action after we've talked about them for the past eight months. We will be at O'Connell's for the postgame show immediately following this OU Arkansas State football game. Enjoy the game, everyone. We'll talk to you right here on The Ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans.